coming up talking about the state of the d-backs with what they've done so far or lack thereof this offseason and then a little teaser a little taste of ranking the best needle mover transactions from this offseason with sully baseball of locked on mlb you are locked on diamondbacks your daily arizona diamondbacks podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Well, the holiday season is in full swing right now, and so many teams filled up their shopping carts with gifts for their fan base. And one fan base that so far has seen a little bit of coal in their stocking has been that of the Arizona Diamondbacks. However, there's been a lot of moves going on around baseball, and no better person to talk about those moves than with Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks. Did I stumble? Yeah, this is Locked On MLB. <clears throat> Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third there. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last decade, including the last four years with the Locked On Podcast Network and a couple of days we're going to be starting my fifth calendar year with the network because I began in the off season of the 2019 season. So here we go. Here we go. It'll be 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. This will be beginning 2023. And you do a baseball podcast in the middle of a pandemic and then in a lockout. But hey, my guest host today, as it is once a week, every week, right over there. Introduce yourself, young man. Yeah, Miller Thomas, host of Lockdown Dimebacks. I believe I'm coming up on maybe my three-year anniversary. I think I started the year 2020. So cheers to us, Sully, for being veterans of the Lockdown community. You go follow me on all podcasting platforms, of course. Follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram, of course. And please follow the show account on YouTube as well, Locked on Diamondbacks on there. And check me out. I will check this show out. We're at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And check us out on YouTube. Click us. We have, by my last count, I may have misread, 7 billion subscribers. Wow. I think I I may have misread that, but I think we may have 7 billion subscribers. So if each of you just give Millard a dollar and me a dollar, We'll call it. We'll call it a career. Um, hey, let's uh, before we get in because I did want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the some of the best off season moves mm-hmm. that were made and some of the and you and I were going to talk about like some kind of ranking them. First of all, it is the nineteenth day of December when we're dropping this. Happy birthday to Ian Kennedy! Okay, uh, there we go, Ian Kennedy's. Uh, it's not a robust bunch of birthdays for today. Um, Rafael Soriano, former, uh, relief pitchers, but, uh, Jeff Zahn, former angels pitcher, uh, the late Tony Taylor, uh, the late Al Kaline hall of famer. Uh, but it's tough to say happy birthday to someone who's no longer with us. So, uh, I guess Ian Kennedy is probably the biggest name, uh, who we're saying happy birthday today. 
Uh, Ian Kennedy, of course. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think D-backs fans want to wish a happy birthday to Ian Kennedy after his last. Ooh, really, really tough. Very tough crowd here. Um, The Diamondbacks, you and I have talked. You are the host of Lockdown Diamondbacks. You are Mr. Diamondbacks. You were part snake. And the D-backs had a good uh, ending of the season. Um, they had a great beginning of the season with Seth Beer hitting that grand slam, mm-hmm. but um, they have some promising players. Obviously, yeah. they have a, an established all-star in Cattell Marte. Mm-hmm. They had uh, good years from, uh, at least in terms of power, from Christian Walker and Dalton Gold Glove Marshall. too. Yeah, Gold Glove yeah. too for Walker. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then you, there was some. They, they had some decent pitching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Zach Galen and Merrick Kelly were, were better than decent. There we were, go. There we go. They were they were two of the best. I think they were two of the best pitchers in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, Merrill Kelly was a legit workhorse, and Zach mm-hmm. Galen threw a shutout inning after shutout inning. Um, and uh, obviously, any team that has Madison Bumgarner, you know, is a huge fan favorite. Um, but uh, yeah, there were some good uh, <clears throat> Dre Jameson. There was a lot of people who you look at and go like, hey. Hey, this is uh, there's some hope for this team. At least there's some talent, and you would think that a team that had some young talent on that would be going into the off season thinking we should add a couple of stable veterans to this team to anchor maybe anchor the lineup to get one solid bat in there along with Marte, one solid arm in there, and and one solid reliever. <clears throat> Man, they've been quiet. Yeah. This has been a very quiet offseason. Real quick, we need a star jar, Sully. Put a quarter in every time you throw a little Irish twang on Zach Gallon's name because you say Galen like he's Irish or something. It's Gallon, Sully. We're going to play star for you. Every time aye, you Zach, Zach Galen, my boy. Boy, yeah. oh, top yeah. of the morning to you. Yeah, I don't right, know. Well, we should have the Pogues playing in the background. Okay, so I'm saying it wrong when I say Zach Galen. Yeah, Galen. I, I don't know where you got the Galen from. Galen. My last name's Sullivan. That's why. That's okay. A- we'll we'll concede that argument then, Sully. But yes, you're very right. This has been a very quiet offseason for the D-backs because they have currently signed one free agent from this year's pool, and that is Miguel Castro. And I don't think teams want to walk away from the offseason with their headliner being Miguel Castro from your offseason because the D-backs, we enter this offseason with some big needs, of course, in the bullpen. And Mike Hazen has had this whole switch in the bullpen philosophy going after guys who could throw harder, getting guys with some speed and velocity in the back end of the bullpen. And they have been able to do that with the Miguel Castros of the world, some guys they picked up off the waiver wire, some dudes they traded for. But they haven't made no big splashes in the bullpen. There have been guys like Kenley Jansons and the Chris Marns of the world and some really good relievers out there on the bullpen market. But the D-backs have decided, let's not spend our money on that. Let's go after these really cheap waiver wire guys. I have to pause you for a second because mm-hmm. my mother, Dr. Edith Sullivan, is listening as she does every week. She likes you a lot as my co-host, but okay. I could just hear her scream when you said we don't need no. You said something. They oh, did, yeah, it, double it, negative. Yeah, but she just she she rode her bicycle <laughs> off the side of the road. We don't need any. We didn't make any. Just sort of please, please let's clean up the grammar. Clean ah. up the grammar. Man, you're a role model, Miller. You're a role model. Come on. (laughs) 
I got my background in journalism, but sometimes you need that dirty slang, Sully, when you're talking on the podcast. I got to go back to my roots every now and then. I'm sorry. Is it Mama Sullivan? I'm sorry. Yeah, you call Dr. Edie Sullivan, who is uh, just rode. She's bicycling down the streets of Palo Alto, California, and just rode into a ditch when you said that. Oh, no. I want you to stay on course, Dr. Eden Sullivan. So we'll try to clean up the grammar for her. But the D-backs, they've addressed the bullpen a little bit. Haven't made any major splashes, though, back then. And we thought they were going to bring in maybe a veteran corner infielder like a Justin Turner, who just mm-hmm. got signed by the Boston Red Sox. Evan Longoria is still out there. The Red Sox, have, I mean, the D-backs have been linked to him, but they haven't pulled the trigger yet. They were linked to a Xander Bogarts. They were linked to all these catchers. They haven't pulled the trigger on any of those. They did trade for the 2020 American League Rookie of the Year in a Kyle Lewis, but like he has such of uh, a stark injury history and hasn't really been able to form like uh, the last two years, not really going to count on him. So this D-backs team, they've just really played it safe this offseason. They not have, they haven't really spent any money and you're just like, okay, I guess we're just waiting for a lot of internal development. Wait for a uh, hope that another year of Dalton Barr show, he progresses and the Corbin Carroll's and the Alec Thomas's and the Jake McCarthy's and all your young guys in the rotation from the round Ryan Nelson's and the Dre Jamison's and the Brandon Fats. Like, I guess the D-backs are just hoping this thing will matriculate just um, in a natural kind of a way. You're going to just marinate this thing, not spend money on those big time free agents, not try to have log jams around certain positions where you know you're going to have young guys coming up. They want this thing to happen naturally, organically. And from a certain kind of perspective, that uh, from a certain kind of perspective, I agree with that. But I do think they needed some veterans, like you said, to round out this roster. I think a Justin Turner or Evan Longoria would have been fine moves. They don't need to go out there and spend a $300 million bag on a Dansby Swanson or however much money he got the 177 from the chicago cubs but should this team gotten some veterans for the corner infield and the bullpen yes they should have you shouldn't walk away from an offseason with just miguel castro okay and i'll tell you the name that i was thinking of okay and then he got signed mm. and he got signed to a one-year deal for not a you know for, oh, for uh, it, you and i would be the time of our life but for yeah. a player who was on the all-star team last year yep who Baseball IQ is off the charts. Yeah. One of the smartest hitters in baseball, who, by the way, is a former Arizona Diamondback. Yeah. J.D. Martinez was the perfect guy to insert into this lineup. That you have a guy, again, this guy, it's like hiring another hitting coach. And this guy someday will be a great hitting coach. Mm-hmm. The, J.D. Martinez has a reputation of being one of the absolute smartest hitters in all of baseball. We all saw what happened when he transformed his career in Detroit. We all saw what happened when he had his, what, half a season in Arizona where he, he just played at a different level. When he came to Boston and he was exactly the hitter that everyone thought he was going to be, helped them win the World Series. Yes, Astros fans, it was a World Series where there was cheating and some shenanigans and everything like that. I always acknowledge that. However, last year you saw he could still hit, got himself to yet another all-star team. One-year deal with Los Angeles. Los Angeles gets all that. Yeah, You take a player like that who said, hey, you've already made your fortune. You've already won your ring. Come back to Arizona and you know, like there'll be the, the kids there will be like on their knee listening to Mr. Martinez, give us wisdom. And he would be, you know, the fans would love him again. And, I, and to me, when I saw he signed with L.A., I started thinking of you. I started thinking, really, Diamondbacks? Really? I mean, yeah. It, the, I mean, it was not exactly... 
a gigantic deal that w- that they signed him to. So it's it's not like well, you know, you said they didn't ha- they couldn't do the the you know two hundred million dollar three hundred million dollar deal one year ten million. Yeah, I think that's what's been like frustrating from this offseason because D-backs fans aren't expecting you to go out there and drop a $20 million bag on someone. We would have been perfectly content with the $10 million to a Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez. This D-backs team is loaded with, with left-handed batters. They desperately needed another righty, especially at that DH position. And J.D. Martinez would have been the perfect fit. He's already been here, had like 27 home runs in that 60-game span or whatever it was. There were reportings that maybe the D-backs were linked to him, but... I don't know what the D-backs hesitation is with going after a veteran just to round out the roster. We don't need to sign J.D. Martinez or any of these veterans to five-year deals to make a logjam. We just need a one or year two, just hold over a little bridge player until these young players are blossoming into the players that we think they could be. And you have a player like that, if he's in there and he's affecting the Varshows and the Martes and everyone of that in the lineup where he may not hit 34 home runs, but he's going to hit 40 doubles into the gap there. I mean, if he just keeps those rallies going, driving in those runners from second, which is what he does best, those opposite field into the gaps that he would hit, uh, put that in a lineup with a bunch of young kids where you build up their confidence and you take a look and you say, are they going to be better than Los Angeles or San Diego? No, they're not. No, they're not. But could they be the second or through wildcard team? Could they beat if a Mets team slumps and any team filled with that many veterans can slump? Can the you know Cardinals have a regression? Could Milwaukee have a regression? Could Atlanta? One of these teams could have a regression, and all of a sudden that second wild, that third wild card spot, you know, the one the Phillies won mm-hmm. before going to the World Series. I mean, I the Diamondbacks have a the Diamondbacks can pitch to a degree and can hit to a degree. And so just raise that up a tiny bit, and all of a sudden you're looking at an 82-83 win season. And not that that's going to make you know uh, make you the odds-on favorite to win the division, but it could make for a year that w- those those young players can build upon. And I just I don't I just do not understand why they don't see why they don't see that. Yeah, I think the point you make about him being the hitting coach is like the most important thing because what he would have done for the for those young players, like watching J.D. Martinez over the years with the Red Sox, like his approach to the game with how he takes it seriously, like in, in the batting practices and how he sits. You can watch him in between innings with the iPad going through every swing he has and you can hear the stories about how him and Mookie Betts after they go up there from their plate, what they went back to the dugout with, with the scouting report that they saw from the pitcher. Like J.D. Martinez had such a big impact on that Red Sox offense during the 2018 season with how he communicated to the rest of his teammates with what he was seeing at the plate. He's basically another set of eyes for your your coaching staff, all your players when he's up there at the plate. So that would have just rubbed off so nicely on this young D-backs team. And it's really a shame that the D-backs don't want to add a veteran roster, another veteran roster to this really, really young D-backs squad that I think is not too far away from competing. Well, look, I think it's a surefire bet that if they added a veteran bat like him, that they'd be looking at a uh, at least a fringe contention for the wild card. And if you're going to make it any bets, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info. Okay, is that lower third on there? Uh, sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest in odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football 
to the college football season and basketball. And boy, I hope you put your money on Argentina and the World Cup. You can get it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can get those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. We are here talking with Miller Thomas, the host of Locked on Diamondbacks. Um, I hate to say it, but there's not much more to say about the D-backs. I mean, it's really, I mean, that's that 14-minute segment um, is pretty much it. You know yeah. I mean? like Yeah, from the D-backs, there's really not much to talk about the offseason. It's really just about what young players you like on this roster and what you progress, uh, what you think their development is going to be heading into 2023. That's really there is to talk about. How What kind of leaps can this D-backs team make internally? That's probably the biggest narrative surrounding the squad right now. All right, well, let's take a look at some of the other big moves that have taken place this offseason. Since we last talked, um, I mean, there have been some really big, uh, big signings and big trades and everything like that. Let's go through a little bit of like what you think the biggest moves have been this uh, offseason. And I'm going to and I will create the caveat that retaining an all star, I'm counting as a move. Okay. Counting as as uh, I know that in some ways that some people may think of that as just, you know, standing pat. But no, I think that making sure you keep your stars uh, goes a long way in terms of the significance of certain moves. But to, to go through, you, you said you had some stuff to, yeah. to read through here. So let's, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, for the listeners, when I made my list, I did not take that into consideration. So there would be no Aaron Judges on my list as an FYI to the listeners out there. I made my list based on impact. This is not necessarily just ranking the best talents um, that were picked up this offseason. This is basically a ranking of impact. Who I thought made the who are the biggest needle mover transaction players that were picked up this offseason in terms of championship equity or which team just be which teams went from irrelevant to relevant based off one move. So I'm starting from the top, Sully, and I'm giving you number one right off the bat because I believe Carlos Rodon was the biggest needle move of this offseason because I felt like this Yankees team has just been waiting in the wings for a big move. I feel like the fan base has been waiting in the wings for a big move. We thought it was going to maybe be a shortstop the last two offseasons, but now you add our Carlos Rodon, who I think is the missing piece to that championship rotation with the Gary Cole or Carlos Rodon and a nasty Nestor Cortez. I think they have a championship roster. I still don't think they have an elite lineup, but when I think about the Yankees team in terms of championship equity, it went a long way for me to know that they added a legit star pitcher right behind Garrett Cole to round out the rest of that rotation. I think that has to, I think you have to combine that with two then. You have to say, keep uh, keeping Judge and adding Rodon because keeping Judge was, was, in some ways, the biggest story of this offseason. He's the MVP, yeah. and if you remove Judge from that lineup, it's a bad lineup. Not yeah. a media, it's a legitimately bad lineup. With Judge, it's a okay lineup. But you can win with an okay lineup if you have the MVP in the middle of it. I mean, they won 99 games last year, and they had a grotesque month-and-a-half stretch. Um, it helped that they got off that spectacular start, and you know their pitching for the first half of the season was flawless. 
you can, you've got to have pitching depth to win. We saw that with Houston. We saw it with Atlanta last year. Hell, we saw it with Washington the year before in uh, 2019. You have to have that pitching depth to win. And Rodon, what the, the what Rodon does is beyond the fact that just in a vacuum he's a fine pitcher, he takes some of the pressure off of Luis Severino because mm-hmm. you're not asking Luis Severino to be a no. workhorse. You're not asking him to be anything more than a number three or a four. And so that, to me, um, you know, if you have Cole, Cortez, Rodon, one, two, three, then there's almost no pressure on Severino. And Severino, and when I had Stacey Gotsoulias from Locked on Yankees on the show a few days ago, we said he should legally add when healthy to his name because you can't talk about it unless you talk about his health. Um, when healthy... He is an elite pitcher, one of the elite pitchers in the game. He's so seldom as healthy, but now you're not needing him to be a workhorse. You're needing him basically be healthy in October, you know, p- you know, pitch well in the regular season. But I think that um, they, if they had lost Judge, then it wouldn't matter what they did. Now that they kept Judge and they improved the pitching staff, yeah, this is – I did not think of them as a legitimate pennant contender going into this offseason just because I, I didn't see the pitching depth. And now I think they do. I think they're they're. I think they and Toronto are really the two teams in the division to win the division. And um, I would pick the Yankees right now. I, I don't necessarily think they've passed Houston, but I do think that they are a, uh, I think they're, they've improved on a team that won 99 games last year. Yeah, I think they closed the gap a lot. And that Aaron Judge context matters a lot, too, because if Aaron Judge walked and they bring in Rodon, then this is all a mute point. This is not the biggest transaction of the offseason. So they definitely needed Aaron Judge to stay. And so because Aaron Judge stayed, then you add a Rodon, like you said, I think Luis Severino at this point is just cherry on top when you get to the playoffs. He just needs to go out there for a game four, maybe depending on how, you know, the weather breaks and the rest days, you know, break because we saw this past year. Might not even need him a game four. Garrett Cole might be able to come back for a game four depending on how though if you get three games postponed again because of the weather so for the Yankees team to get a Carlos Rodon a legit star behind a Garrett Cole because Nestor Cortez I think has become one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball oh yeah I think we know how good he is but he's like a legit borderline if not all-star level pitcher so mm-hmm. to have them as your number three like this Yankees team doesn't have to go out there and rely on hitting three to four home runs from your Aaron Judges and Giancarlo stands now they could play Games are a little bit closer and rely on those starting pitchers to really get you through a ball game, get to that bullpen, and maybe one swing of the bat from a stand or end judge could be the difference to put a game away once you get to October baseball. Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, – well, who, who who do you have as your next kind of big move there? Because I have okay. some thoughts. Okay. Number two for me, Sully. We'll see how you feel about this. But I have Xander Bogarts going to the San Diego Padres. And the reason for me is because the San Diego Padres are bringing Xander Bogarts to be the number, to be the fourth best player in that lineup. He's being added to the Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis mix. And then when you think of Xander Bogarts, the player, super talented guy, multi-time all-star, two-time silver slugger, but he's also a franchise icon. This is someone that was the heartbeat and soul of the Boston Red Sox, and you're bringing him that leadership, those intangible qualities to this San Diego Padres team that's been trying to get over the hump the last couple years. Xander Bogarts is a proven winner, so I like what he can do for the Padres both on and off the field. That's why he's number two, because that's a stacked lineup that just got more stacked with the superstar shortstop. 
Well, it also shows that they're going for it big time, that they mm-hmm. are saying that they know they're, I mean, may every owner act like this. This is, Hey, I've got billions of dollars. Let's try to win uh, for San Diego fans. It must be refreshing to see that ownership is trying to win. Uh, but what it also does, and this is, I guess, sometimes it's like what the Trevor story was deal was last year with Boston with this sort of notion we're probably not going to retain Bogarts. It makes no sense to me why one of the richest teams in baseball can't retain, you know, has to blow up the team that won the World Series in 2018. Martinez is gone. Betts is gone. Benintendi is gone. uh, You know, Christian Vasquez is gone. Bogarts is gone. You know, like, how did this team bust apart so fast? But that's a whole, that's a different conversation to have. But remember, Manny Machado can opt out after this year. He has his first opt out. And he had an MVP caliber season last year. If he has another MVP caliber season next year, he's going to opt out. Why wouldn't he? I mean, isn't he on like a $300 million deal already? That's like the reason why he doesn't need to. Because like, he could get another one. Get That's more why. Yeah, I guess. That's I guess why. He get more money. I mean, when you see this yeah. past offseason with the contracts that are doled out, I guess he could get $500 million if he's Yeah, like, why not? Money. You would do it too. And so what this does is this gives him some Manny Machado insurance. If Manny Machado walks, all right, we still got Bogarts in there. Is that where you think the baseball offseason is going? Because I've always been an advocate of why don't Major League Baseball players just sign short-term deals that are mega contracts and then you could keep being a free agent like every three to four years. Like, are we going to see more players sign these 10-year deals, but then you have opt-outs after years? I think it's smart to have the opt-outs. I I think it's a smart thing to do. Why not just sign a four-year deal at that point? Because then if he gets hurt, then he's, he's guaranteed. All right. That's why you do it. I mean, it's, it's smart. Well, how are you getting hurt? It's baseball. Running the first base, pulling a hand. Playing the infield, you can get hurt in a lot of different ways. I got hurt the other day trying to lift up a box. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Part two with Sully Baseball, where you hear the rest of the list of the biggest needle mover transactions from this offseason. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Thank you for everyone who made today's Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast your first listen, your first listen every day. Now make your second listen of the day the Locked On Sports Today podcast where you go behind the scenes and beyond the scoreboard with insights from your local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, of course. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, deuces.